0: are the buccaneers really going to trade for jimmy garoppolo one nfl insider believes that they will and executives scouts players from around the nfl were polled by espn about their top players at various positions which buccaneers on the defensive side of the ball were represented and were any of them snub let's go you are locked on buccaneers your daily tampa bay buccaneers podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, and welcome to the Locked On A Box Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making today's episode your first listen or view of the day. I am James Jericho, joined by my sneaker-loving co-host, Mr. David Harrison. You can check out his written work over at Sports Illustrated's BucsGameday.com. Check out mine at SBNation's And, of course, follow along on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks at JYarko underscore Bucks and at Harrison 82
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline, BetOnline as you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast. First listener, your first view every single day. And yes, I'm enjoying building my, expanding my sneaker collection. Uh, just so you know, everybody in the beginning, I was holding up my Locked On Polo because my co host gave me a thorough, thorough butt chewing before we recorded about having not worn any Locked On paraphernalia in the last two months. So I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that I still had it. Um, someone who may not still have it, James, is Jimmy Garoppolo. Because he hasn't thrown a football in a really long time. The last time we saw him throwing a football, not too not good. Great. Yeah, um, The Los Angeles Rams were happy, but there is a late report or a latest report or more recent report that perhaps Jimmy Garoppolo could become a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this coming, courtesy of Dan Cilio. Cilio. I always want to see, I always get it backwards. I always like, Here's the name I'm going to say, and I think I'm going to get it wrong. Anyway, Dan Saleo, former Buccaneer, Miami Hurricane, uh, and apparently Eagle and some other teams as well. He he was he bounced around uh, a little bit. And now the host of the National Football Show with Dan Saleo. And here's what he had to say, James, recently. He said, quote, Don Yee, who is Jimmy Garoppolo's agent, doesn't want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo to a backup position. However, Jimmy Garoppolo's injury, the shoulder injury that we just kind of referenced kind of put him in that room. He's not going to be ready for the start of the regular season in September. He will not be ready, and he'll probably miss the first four games anyway. Garoppolo has two teams on the table right now that are trying to throw some deals together. The Buccaneers would love to have Jimmy G in Tampa as the heir apparent. So Garoppolo and his 36-14 and record, because wins and losses are quarterback stats, would go to Tampa as the backup. And once Tom Brady retires, Jimmy G with a ready-made team uh, again, like he had in San Francisco and in New England. It's a no-brainer, end quote. I think I missed some words there. It's okay. You can read it on the screen yourself. Dan Saleo again on the National Football Show with Dan Saleo. James Yarko, what say you about those remarks?
0: All right, look, first and foremost, you and I talked about the possibility, even the probability of Jimmy Garoppolo becoming the quarterback of the Buccaneers when Brady was retired. So I don't discount Jimmy G in Tampa as a possibility for this season. Probably not so much. In fact, Rick Stroud retweeted an article uh, from Sports Illustrated saying, "Quote, um, not a chance, fellas." As one Bucks Cold's one Bucks coach told me, "If Garoppolo could throw a deep ball, he would have won two Super Bowls already." We all know the Byron Leftwich. Uh, he's the student of one Bruce Arians, who loves to chuck it, no risk it, no biscuit, high octane air assault type offense. So Jimmy G probably you say air assault. I did. Uh, probably not the best fit in Tampa. Here's here's my big thing. Dan Saleo is notorious for being wrong. Always. I realized that through the course of this podcast and all the way back to our previous podcast, David, we've poked fun at Jason Lock and Fora saying, oh, well, if Lock and Fora reports it, you can take it to the bank, that it's not happening. But every once in a while, Lock and Fora does come through. He does have some ties, does have some connections, and he gets things right. Dan Saleo makes Locke and Fora look like Ian Rappaport that the dude just never misses. He is the worst. He's been run out of just about every radio hosting job he's ever had because he's terrible at his job. Absolutely awful. He can claim to have these conversations. He can claim that he's been told these things and he can claim to be an NFL insider just as much as you and I could because we could just throw stuff at the walls And if it sticks, we can pump out our chest and and talk about how right we were and how smart we are and yada, yada. But chances are we can just spit out random rumors that we make up and have the same percentage of things correct as Dan Sileo. So take anything he says with a massive grain of salt because he is the absolute worst. Very, very well said.
1: Um I, too, have Don Yee's phone number. I did not call him, nor will I call him. Listen, I'm you, you said everything that could be said about the credibility of the source of the report, um, and I think that everybody watching or listening to this show would probably rely on Rick Stroud's words more than Mr. Zaleo, even with his Derek Brooks autographed jersey in the background of his radio show. Um, that being said, the credibility of a possible move like this one, uh, for me, the credibility of it, or the 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 reasoning behind it, the logic behind it, uh, is is all the way to the floor. Because Jimmy G coming into Tampa to replace Tom Brady in 2022 was a different conversation than what we're having right now. Right now, what we're talking about is Jimmy Garoppolo replacing Tom Brady in 2023. Now, what Tom Brady returning did for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is it allowed them to eat more easily work out a deal with Chris Godwin. Now, I'm not saying that these deals wouldn't have gotten done, but I'm just saying let's let's understand who, what we're talking about here. The Brady effect keeps players in-house and it makes them a little bit more amicable to extending with the team because Tom Brady is still here. So Chris Godwin's contract got done easier. Ryan Jensen was probably gone if Tom Brady wasn't coming back. So Ryan Jensen, the fact that he's even back. The Shaq Mason trade, I don't know that that even happens if Tom Brady isn't here because the whole you know, dots connected that he's he's worked with Brady before he knows how to protect him. He knows what he expects. All these things. Again, that's 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 a, that's a whole other timeline that Shaq could still be a member of this team. Granted, right? Um, but then you look at Carlton Davis. Maybe he decides he wants to go try to find more money elsewhere instead of resigning with the Buccaneers. What Leonard Fournette is another one. Um, what Tom Brady coming back in 2022 did was set the Buccaneers up with a ramp to launch them into the future but the eye has to be on the future on developing this team as a year in year out, consistent winner to try to build a little bit of that culture. You don't do that with another aging veteran bridge quarterback. And in fact, in Saleo's ep- I, the episodes, three hours long guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I did not scour the three hours. Okay. But I did listen to a chunk of it to try to draw information on where he was coming from. First of all, he says that the Buccaneers just absolutely despise Kyle Trask. Well, If that's the case, then we'll see that because Ryan Griffin will be quarterback number three. We'll make our roster projections uh, later as we get closer to training camp. I'll just tell you right now, spoiler alert, I don't believe that to be uh, the case. I don't think that they love Kyle Trask necessarily, next franchise quarterback, but they certainly don't hate him. And again, if you're going to build a bridge, if you're going to bring in a bridge quarterback, this was the year to do it because you didn't have Tom Brady. Tom Brady now is the reason you're a Super Bowl favorite and also your bridge quarterback to Kyle Trask. Uh, In the future. Now, again, if it's not trash for the future, for whatever reason, then the Buccaneers have enough weapons on the team that next year then go all in, try to trade up depending on where you end up in the draft order to try to get one of these quote unquote future franchise quarterbacks in the 2023 NFL draft. But as far as Jimmy G coming to the Buccaneers to take over in 2023, that makes no sense for the long term viability of this team, because like that unnamed coach that I'm not going to claim is probably the Buccaneers quarterback coach. If Jimmy Garoppolo was worth a crap, he would have won Super Bowls when he had all the weapons around him that he's had uh, in San Francisco. So, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we need to say about that, James, unless you have something to add.
0: Uh, no, I think he pretty much nailed it. Uh, Dan Saleo is bad. Uh, Jimmy G does not work for, <laughs> for the franchise. And, um, yeah, that's about it.
1: Awesome. So on a scale of 1 to 10, Dan Saleo is a 1 on James's uh, board. But we've got some other rankings to talk about that aren't James's rankings. But we are going to uh, we're going to break them down and react to them just the same. And we're going to do so. Thanks to our friends over at BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information this off and into the new NFL season. Find all your latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including everything going on with this year's Major League Baseball season. I hear the Tampa Bay Rays had a very bad night the other night. online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check out on all your favorite sports, events, and games, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. Betonline, where the game starts. Segment to here, the Locked on Bucks podcast. Thank you for making Locked on Bucks first listen or your first view every single day. James, I'm not sure if you're aware, but ESPN recently pulled numerous NFL executives, players and coaches to build, not compile a top 10 list of players at numerous positions. The Bucks are well represented in some of these lists while receiving honorable mentions in others, starting with off ball linebackers, which we know is always your favorite topic of all Buccaneers fans. The Bucks have both Devin White and Levante David in the top 10, which might surprise some because Devin White love has kind of been shrinking uh, as of late, James. But according to ESPN, Devin White is number four out of the off-ball linebackers. Levante David is number nine amongst the off-ball linebackers. So, Mr. Yarko, why is Levante David still being hated on by the national media?
0: Uh, I'm not really sure. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's go. Let's go in order of the top 10. So we'll start with Devin White, who, when ESPN did this last year, was number one on this list. Now, his highest rank in these polls was number one yet again. His lowest rank was out of the top 10 completely. Uh, so a an NFL scouting director said, quote, chasing sacks and big plays, not making routine plays, had some of the same concerns last year but he was just unreal late in the season. Then an AFC coach said his ability to close on ball carriers is special. Problem is, he's not always the best linebacker on his own team. Uh, of course, he's referring to Levante David, who oh. also appears on this list. And look, I think the the disappointment with Devin White or, or kind of falling out of favor is more among Bucks fans than it is among the NFL elites, as far as executives, coaches, scouts, players, all that, because you can see that well represented on this list. They know more than you and I do. They know more than the casual observer does. They see what they see in Devin White. And and I think it's fair to say Devin White's easily a top 10 off-ball linebacker. But as far as Levante David is concerned, uh, David, I'll kick that over to you.
1: Yeah, listen, I would still take I know I made kind of jokes where right? I would still take Devin White over Bobby Wagner over Jordan Brooks over Roquan Smith. You know what I mean? Now, there are some other guys on there. Darius Leonard, number one overall off by line, off ball linebacker. Yeah, like I, I can't really argue with that Micah Parsons. Only thing I don't like about Micah Parsons is he's only done it one year. Now, granted, he was his rookie year, and that's amazing to do what he was able to do in your rookie season. But we've seen it time and time again in the National Football League. Once these coordinators and coaches know who you are. And now that they have 16, 17, 18 games of film to watch on you, let's see you do it in years two, three, four, and 5. That's the difference. And for me, when you talk about rankings like this, I know they're for this season, right? But you have to kind of take body of work into uh, a little bit of credit, which is why I would have Levante David over Devin White. So, I mean, shout out to Jenna Lane of ESPN.com for ranking Devin White number one, because I'm fairly certain that's who put him number one. Um, Or no, this is executives. So never mind. Shout out to Todd Bowles for ranking him number. I don't know who they who they pulled from the Buccaneers. Um, look, I would put Levante David above him. Is Devin White more explosive? Absolutely. Is he faster and more agile right now in his career than Levante David? 100%. But like this AFC scout said, quote, for whatever reason, I don't think he's ever gotten enough credit. Always thought he was the top guy. He's good at everything that matters. Instincts, playmaking, tackles, forced fumbles, PBUs, pass broken up, sacks. Very consistent end quote. Also add leadership. Right. Playing through losses like Levante David, if there's like any player in the National Football League that has the right to hold out, demand a trade, all this stuff, it's Levante David and Mike Evans, like one one in one a. You know what I mean? Like those two guys. But they don't do it. They come to work every single day. So for me, I put Levante David. Yeah, Darius Leonard, Micah Parsons, like that splash is hard to ignore. Fred Warner is very good. I probably put Levante David number three. And then I probably put Micah Parsons like number four just because of how amazing that is. And I put Devin White number five with Roquan Smith, DeMario Davis, Tremaine Edmonds, Bobby Wagner, and Jordan Brooks pulling back uh, the, the bottom ten there. So, again, even when I'm like, you know, Levante or Devin might be a little overhyped in this, it's literally one spot that I'm talking. Uh, Levante, Dave, I just think is is too low here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird that we go through all these years of... Levante David doing all those things that that scout said so consistently all the time. He's always reliable and, you know, better numbers than guys like Luke Keekley who just got heaps of praise thrown on them year after year after year. And it's not going to surprise me at all, as unfortunate as it may be, when Luke Keekley ends up in the Hall of Fame and Levante David doesn't. Even though Levante has all the numbers, all of the plays, everything that you could ask of a Hall of Famer, he doesn't have the notoriety. He doesn't have the name yeah. recognition. He's just criminally underrated year after year after year. In my own personal rankings, when I put him him above Devin White, maybe I might be in line with you where they're they're back to back. You know, and I realize again that this is for this coming season. But when you take a look at it in a different light of longevity. Obviously, Devin White's going to have the edge because Levante David is probably on the back nine of his career. And, you know, we're only going to see him play for a couple more years, if that. But uh, both deserve to be in the top 10. So I think that that top 10 got it right. Moving over to the defensive tackles, Vita Veya appears in the top 10, coming in at number seven. The top 10 goes Aaron Donald, Jeffrey Simmons, Chris Jones, DeForest Buckner, Cameron Hayward, Kenny Clark, Vea, Eric Armstead, Grady Jarrett, and Jonathan Allen. Now, Vea's highest rank was three. His lowest was out of the top 10, and whoever put him out of the top 10 should be out of the NFL. Dennis and,
1: Allen, head coach of the New Orleans Saints.
0: Probably. Uh, an NFC executive who voted him in the top three said, quote, the way he can manhandle centers and can also play on third downs and be effective when fresh, really impresses me. I wouldn't want to go against him. An NFL scouting coordinator said, he's a top guy for me and it's not that close. He's got raw power that you can't teach. And again, I kind of feel, you know, you and I can say all the time, that Vita Vea is probably the best nose tackle in the game. You take a look at this list. I'd say I understand why people had their highest rank of them at three. Nobody's going to be above Aaron Donald. No, but right. it's not going to happen. Right. Aaron Donald is an absolute freak. But I'm also not going to complain about Vita Vea's placement. Uh, it's a guy that he's battled injuries. He's he's had to deal with that. He's been on and off the field. We need to see a full 16. A full 16 of Vea's just, just dominating in order mm. for him to move into that top five, that top three category. So it's he's in the top 10, which is where he deserves to be. You can nitpick the the ranking all you want.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna get too too wrapped up around where Vea is, is ranked. You know what I mean? He's he's high in, in my own personal rankings, and I still go back to my NFL draft take about him and, and how I didn't think the Buccaneers should draft him. Um but again, in my defense, they were running a four-three, not a three-four. As a three-four knows, he's awesome. Anyway, yeah, Aaron Donald was by himself. But I think when you look at the rest of those lists, I mean. It really is eye of the beholder, but also part of this stuff, like Jeffrey Simmons, not for nothing, the Tennessee Titans have started to, to scheme things uh, to try to get him open, try to get him off blocks, try to get him isolated. Uh, Chris Jones, the Chiefs do the same thing for him, stuff like that. So there are just certain things. The Buccaneers' defense is predicated on on getting pressure with the outside linebackers, the off-ball linebackers, coming through the blocks, being eaten by the defensive line. Now, this year, Todd Bowles, Jason Light, they have said that they want to try to get more pressure from down linemen so that's that's interesting to me and i want i'm I'm interested to see how much they're trying to incorporate into vea's game and how much they incorporate into the scheme to try to maybe get vita isolated one-on-one with some of these smaller offensive line that just simply can't handle him and i think if they do that that'll get him uh, a little bit higher up in this list next year
0: well we still have some other positions to talk about antoine winfield jr carlton davis Shaq barrett all also mentioned on these top 10 lists but first This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure? Often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Some of you may remember, not that long ago, I needed new brakes, new rotors for one of my cars. It was super expensive at a local chain store. I ordered it from Rock Auto. I saved 63% over what I would have paid at the store down the street for me. Not only that, but Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything that you could possibly need from brake parts and tail lamps to motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write LOCKED on in there. How did you hear about us, box So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And we are continuing to take a look at ESPN's poll of executives, players, and scouts. And we're gonna dive into the safety position where our guy, Antoine Winfield Jr., who many still remember for that wonderful play uh, that led to the Los Angeles Rams going to uh, the NFC Championship, uh, he appears on the top 10. The, uh, the safeties listed, number one, Justin Simmons, followed by Minka Fitzpatrick, Kevin Byard, Derwin James, Buda Baker, Jesse Bates, Harrison Smith, Marcus Williams, Antoine Winfield Jr. coming in at number nine, and then rounding out the top 10 is Jamal Adams. Now, Winfield's highest rank was three. Lowest rank, like the previous three that we've talked about, out of the top 10. And uh, an AFC scout said, quote, his size might hurt him a bit, but that's really the only thing with him. He's good against the pass, and he can support the run. Good instincts. An NFL coordinator added, quote, He's got really good spatial awareness, and he can cover from the slot. So Antoine Winfield Jr. coming in at number nine. Maybe, in my opinion, it might be a little bit too low, but we're talking just maybe one or two spots here. Again, this this list is pretty well compiled, and it's hard to kind of shift some of these these guys around, and it's really hard to argue really I would probably move Jesse Bates up a little bit, but I love Buda Baker. Derwin James, we know he's a beast. Kevin Bayard, I've been a fan of his since uh since he came out in the draft. So David, your thoughts on uh Winfield being there at number nine?
1: That's yeah, it's that's hard. That's a really good list. Like there are a lot of good safeties in the NFL today. And and so I I can't uh, you know, like to me, they're all like three A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Like that's they're just it's just such a tight group. Um, really, not not a whole lot of, of hatred for that list, so I can't I can't make too strong of a case for Antoine Winfield Jr. to move up. But I just think it's it's important to just recognize that he's up there in that top ten, and not just you know, Bucks fans obviously love him. We we are very happy with what we've seen from him, covering him on a day in day out weight basis, week in week out, uh, and all that stuff. But these guys who don't necessarily see every single game that Antoine Winfield is playing, they're still recognizing that young talent and ability, and still uh, the best chance chance that the Buccaneers have. Uh, of, of getting a, a an all pro Pro Bowl safety since John Lynch, like that's how long it's been since they've had a consistent good, uh top shelf. I would say not good, but top shelf safety play. You guys like Jordan Whitehead have been doing well, just not top shelf, right? So uh, how some other you.
0: positions. How dare
1: he's, you? He's not top shelf. I love Jordan that's Whitehead. What's that? sabby Piscatelli, like oh, Oh, get out of here. So some Uh, other position groups that were ranked, uh, cornerback, edge rusher, no Buccaneers in the top 10 of those lists, James, but some honorable mentions. Carlton Davis was an honorable mention for the cornerbacks. And so obviously when we talk about this, you know, Carlton Davis, we like his physicality, his length, his size, his build, uh, his his aggression, kind of physicality and aggression, kind of the same thing, but not so much uh, when going for the ball and fighting defenders and all that stuff. But you look at this list, Jalen Ramsey, number one, Marshawn Lattimore, number two, Jair Alexander at three, Xavier Howard at four, J.C. Jackson at five, Denzel Ward at six, Pat Sertain at seven, Marlon Humphreys, number eight, A.J. Terrell is number nine, Travon Diggs, number 10. There's some younger guys there, right? A.J. Terrell, Trevon Diggs, both kind of younger cornerbacks, so maybe Carlton Davis just by virtue, kind of going back to Lamont today because he's been doing it longer, and there's not this, this expectation of a big drop-off due to age or injury uh, this season. Maybe he gets the nod. You can slide him into number nine or eight there I would probably take him over Marlon Humphrey but I mean again very good stack of talent and so it's hard to really kind of detract from anybody there other than Marshawn Lattimore for continuing to be a New Orleans Saints despite all the the scientific fact that is hazardous to your health um, just insists on bad behavior but other than that I mean it's hard to make the argument that Carlin Davis just slam dunk should be in there above any of those guys
0: yeah, I mean, the only guy that I would really remove from the top 10 would be Trayvon Diggs, uh, but I'm not... And Marshawn Lattimore. I, I'm not going... Even Marshawn Lattimore, I I hate him, yeah. but <laughs> I'm going to give him the respect that he deserves. Right. Uh, with Trayvon Diggs, I'll equate it this way. He's the Jameis Winston of of corners. He is full YOLO all the time. He's either going to make an incredible play or he's going to give up a big play because he's all or nothing. He wants to get his hands on the ball. He wants to try to take it away. But when he goes for it, a lot of times he gets burnt. Um, his playmake ability is is a, uh, incredible, but he still gets beat far too often. But I'm not going to sit here and say that he should be removed and Carlton Davis should be the one to replace him. I just yeah. think it's a little early to be putting him in, uh, in the top 10, but it's an incredible list of talent. There's no doubt about it.
1: Yeah and then for edge rushers number 1 you have TJ Watt which which makes sense number 2 Miles Garrett 3 and 4 the Bosa brothers Nick and Joey uh, in respective order Max Crosby of the Raiders number 5 Von Miller of the Broncos Rams now Bills uh, at number 6 Chandler Jones 7th Brian Burns Spider-Man himself number 8 Khalil Mack number 9 Cameron Jordan number 10 Shaq Barrett a an honorable mention again this is edge rusher has always been a little bit of a tricky subject because You got some guys on this list like Cam Jordan who play with their hand in the dirt and they're kind of coming off the edge that way. Then you have some other guys, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa the same way. Then you got guys who are standing up, you know what I mean? Brian Burns, Shaq would be one of those guys. So it's almost like you wish there was like a defensive end and outside linebacker type of, of category. I think if you had an outside linebacker category, Shaq Barrett easily top 10 in that group.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And I hate the fact that Cam Jordan is on this list, but he is productive. He is, you know, a very, very good edge rusher he's just a jerk and i hate him um do you think
1: the bosas so nick is the younger of the bosa brothers for those who don't know do you think when nick bosa ranks third and joey bosa ranks number four like do you think there's some sibling sibling rivalry where that where nick because like if that were my brother and my older brother right behind me and i'm i'm a millionaire i'm getting a huge poster of these rankings and i'm, I'm mailing them to him and like a nice frame and everything so that he's got to see it every day
0: it's probably the same thing that TJ's doing to JJ. I'm sure that that, that is exactly what's happening. It's going to make Thanksgiving very awkward.
1: Um, <laughs> but, so he's going to put the football or the, the turkey on the on the carpet like it's a football, and both guys are going to be coming off the line of the snap. Like, Dad, snap the turkey, Dad. Just do it.
0: Yeah. It, you know, and there's a reason that, that the Boses are back to back, right? Because they probably have been feuding their entire lives with one another, pushing each other. Uh, To be better and better and better and that's why they are where they are today so Nick is gonna give Joey some some of the business over this list and watch Joey's gonna end up Mm -hmm. having a better year than Nick and they're gonna be flip flopped and it's just gonna keep going on and on and on until the end of time, because why wouldn't I be forced to continue to talk about Ohio State Buckeyes when I don't (laughs) want to. (laughs) Anyway, that's going to do it for this show. Thank you again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen to the Locked On NFL podcast, our national NFL experts and insiders. Keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason does not equal a break in action. We're going to be back tomorrow. That's right. We're back to five days a week. It's going to be a good time for all. We're ramping up, getting ready for training camp this season is right around the corner. So if you have questions, reactions to this list, reactions to the Jimmy G rumors, anything at all, you can send us an email to lockedonbuckspodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 813-444-5841. Check out David's work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at BucksNation.com. And of course, make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks at JRCO underscore Bucks at d harrison eighty two. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.